Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Steelers uh, preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the steelcurtain.com, joined by Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. If you listen to part one, then you know the question Dave or what Dave was talking about is what can the Steelers calling card be moving forward? Because they have none. They don't do anything exceptionally well. Brian, I'm going to ask you first, what could the Steelers do offensively and defensively to say, this is what we're going to hang our hat on? I talked about it on my Let's Ride, but I'm curious what uh, you think. Go ahead, Brian run the football stop the run i i think that could be their signature and if you hear that noise in the background i've got a 15 year old dog that won't come up the steps now without without crying so i apologize (laughs) (laughs) i was was gonna say brian you need to silence your wiener (laughs) (laughs) i've been saying that everybody's been telling me that my whole life so um same i assume i'm answering the same question you are um i like brian's answer um if there's one thing that i want them i want to pick two both dealing with offense then go with two then i I, then um it's all about getting getting positive yardage on first down and converting third downs and I think the the thing that makes it easier to convert third downs is getting that positive yards on first down. If you're that team that they're just like, oh, they can run it, oh, they can pass it, they can throw it short, they can throw it deep, they can do all these things. As long as you're converting 
That's what it really comes down to. So the the thing that's scary, I, I don't want to see the Steelers constantly like, okay, first down, they, they lost two yards. Second down, it's incomplete. Then it's third and 12, and you got to, you know, throw up a ball and, and get a conversion. You you want to see them that they, that you basically – you can chew up the clock, not the clock, chew up the yards and the clock, you know, completely down the field. And it's not like you're so fragile that one penalty kills your drive. You know what I'm saying? That you're that team that you're just going to chew up yards. You're going to get positive yards on first down. You're going to convert your third down, third downs. And you're like, Presley Harvard never has to come on the field except to hold for Chris Boswell. Which would be nice. So I, I agree with both what Brian said and Dave, what you said as well. Um, I want to kind of switch gears here a little bit. Like I said, before we went on the show, it's going to be a bunch of random stuff. So Dave, you wrote this article for behind the steel curtain and it was about James Washington and the comments by Ike Hilliard and Ike Hilliard. I said in our Slack channel, he was a good soldier. He fell on the sword. He took the blame for James Washington only having one catch, uh, against the Seahawks on Sunday night. I'm not buying what he's selling. I'm not buying what Mike Tomlin is selling either, that it was a based on matchups. What? Get out of here. Tell me in what world Ray Ray McLeod is a better matchup against anyone over a second round pick. Um, I think if, if they would have said he's still a little banged up, groin still bothering him. I'd be like, hey, I get that. Now that I buy. You buying what he's selling, Dave? You wrote the article. I'm not really. I'm I well, let's just say this. I'm not buying what Tomlin's selling. I'll tell you that. That it was just, oh, it's just the matchups, and that was it. I'm not buying that at all. But what I, I'm kind of buying what Coach Hilliard was saying because it was something that I speculated in the first place. Is I'm like, uh, I, I said to my brother, I don't was there a chance that the Steelers were so concerned that they weren't going to have either Washington or Claypool that they were just hoping to have one of them? And therefore, they needed to have everyone else ready to do the other things. And they were basically saying, hey, if we have one of them, we'll be in good shape because they'll be able to do this job. And then next thing you know, you have both of them with with everything else. My my thing is, I'm trying to look up something. I'm trying to, to, to see, based on, on everything, um, does James Washington even fit playing in the slot? Um, Because I know that's what some people say. He played um, 13 snaps out of how many snaps did he have total? Um, I think he had maybe 53 snaps um, in the game. He played in the slot. But otherwise, the question was, was it going to be – they said, well, James Washington was the backup to Chase Claypool and Ray Ray was the backup to Juju. And with Washington being so, you know, not available because of injury throughout the week – we never really got him up to speed. But my question was, was it more about James Washington needing to go play that role? Or are they going to transition Chase Claypool into that role? And they and between making sure Washington was good with what he was doing, which wouldn't have been as much, was it more about transitioning Claypool to be the guy that's going to be more of the juju role? I'm not sure, but it seemed like with two guys injured and needing to switch a lot of stuff around, it might not have been the best week to switch a lot of stuff around. Uh, I, I agree. But Brian, what do you think? I think it was really a lot of malarkey, and I'm not talking about legendary Steeler tight end Mike Malarkey. What I'm saying here is this, uh, this explanation was awful, and I don't think – I really don't think uh, – I, I agree with everything that Dave said, but – 
I don't think they're making him a priority this year. This year, I think he was lost in the shuffle, and now that Juju's gone, they're like, oh, we've got to put James in there, and they just they don't have a plan for him. And that's it. So if they're saying the matchups, no. It's just we have not prepared ourselves to need James Washington. Yeah. I'm not like I said, I'm not buying it. Yep. So, sorry, I just thought I'd say something. I I just saw a replay on my phone. And uh yeah, Von Miller's knee's not supposed to bend that way. Oh. Yeah, he's walking off very gingerly, but it it didn't look pretty. Oh. Ten, to, ten to nothing uh yeah. brownies at this point in the yeah. show as we're doing this live. Let's do some rankings, shall we? I want to I hear what you I think about uh, some stuff that's Steeler-related. Brian just brought up Mike Malarkey. He said legendary tight end. Also offensive coordinator Mike that's Malarkey. <laughs> um, rank the offensive coordinators, the following offensive coordinators, from your favorite, meaning their on-field production. Not We're not talking Todd Haley at Tequila Cowboy, but your favorite on-field production. We're talking Mike Malarkey. Ken Wisenhunt, Bruce Arians, Todd Haley, and, and Randy Feetner. And we're going to leave Canada out of this because he's only had six games. So who would be your least favorite of that group? Brian, we'll start with you. Can I have those names again? Uh, Mike Malarkey, Ken Wisenhunt, Bruce Arians, Todd Haley, and Randy Feetner. I believe right. those are the last five offensive coordinators. Not okay. counting that Canada. So I'm unequivocally good unequivocally going to say number five is Randy Feetner. I've uh, I <laughs> shortest tenure, by the way, I believe. Yeah. I've, I'm going to say that, that he was the worst of them all. If I'm going to say number one for me, you didn't ask for number one yet. Not yet. I want to Dave. He, he, he asked for number five. Oh, so, Okay, so I, I was just going to skip the middle there. And, um, <laughs> no, no, no. So no, number no, four. He just, he just Brian, went your stop. number five. Number five. <laughs> just oh, number one, Brian. <laughs> Dave, who's <laughs> your least favorite? <laughs> My least, I've, it, yeah, is there any question that it's Feetner? And what's sad is I thought Feetner was a good idea when they hired him because I thought if this is Ben's guy, Ben's going to do what Ben wants to do. They'll work together. They'll get it all figured out. And – it, I, you know what? I'm like, boy, I was just as wrong with that as well. Cause I thought that had a chance to really do something special and it was anything but. So, yeah, Randy Land is a yeah, Randy Land now. Okay. So now I want to kind of go to the, the favorite. And so let's miss, let's get out of the middle. And which of the following four Malarkey, Wisenhunt, Arians, and Haley, which was your favorite offense out of those? Brian, we'll start with you. It is definitely for me, Wisenhunt by a nose. And the reason being is there were a lot of shenanigans in that offense. There is a lot of, let's uh, see what Antoine Randall L can do. And my gosh, it happened in the Super Bowl. You know, uh, we, uh, I, there was a lot of excitement and fun stuff with that. Now, um, so Wisenhunt is the guy for me. I, I thought Arians was great too. I, I really was. Um, I mean, I really thought that Malarkey, I liked a lot of the stuff with Malarkey and I don't think Haley was really as bad as everybody thought. What got in Haley's way was, was arguing with Ben and it became a uh, peeing match. And you know what? That I will not forgive we talk about all the time. What's the famous phrase? I know your nephew Kyle loves this phrase. Jesse James caught that football. But guess what? 
because of they're not talking to each other, if those guys are, instead of watching the scoreboard separately and not talking to each other, if Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger are talking to each other, they might come up with something better than that horrible interception that Ben threw. They, it was, it was a peeing contest the entire year. They weren't even standing near each other. Um, so that was a problem. Okay. Trivia time for me. That interception that he threw, who was the targeted receiver, Brian? Was it uh Hayward Bay? It was not Dave. Do you know? I'm trying to remember what, what, what interception, which one the are you interception talking about? after the Jesse James, the Jesse James was, oh, down. yeah, no, that was, um, um, top, 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 top. Was it? No, I know this. Wrong. I know this. <laughs> oh, because I could see he's him right no there. No longer on the team. I know that matters, but he's not. Because I, I was almost going to say it was it was COVID. No, it was uh, Eli Rogers. Very good. Ding 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 ding. Because I remember the number, and I'm like, come on, come on, go through it. Yeah. So it, was, <laughs> it was Eli Rogers. Very good. Um, yeah. Okay, Dave. Who was your favorite offensive? All right. I am going. I'm going with my favorite offensive coordinator is the one with the smallest butt. Okay, because all of these, yeah, you're, you're gonna love this. Go with the smallest butt, and this is what I mean. Because you could say something like, for example, you know, Bruce Arians was a great offensive coordinator, he did all kinds of great stuff, but he got Ben killed all the time because he had to hold the ball so long. You know, Todd Haley was a great offensive coordinator, but he just couldn't get along with Ben Roethlisberger. So it's the one with the smallest butt, and to me. Brian is right, and it's Ken Wisenhunt because he was, you know, in line to he was right there through Cower. The own it was everything with everyone thought Russ Grimm was going to be the the head coach. Well, first it was was it Wisenhunt or Grimm? Wisenhunt or Grimm? And then it wasn't going to be Wisenhunt, so he goes to Arizona, and then it's going to be all so it's Grimm. And then all of a sudden this other guy comes into the picture, and then that's when they hired Tomlin. Grimm goes to Arizona, never becomes any, never sniffs being a head coach anywhere ever again and uh and you and then the Steelers played against Wisenhunt um there I thought he did a great job in Pittsburgh and he didn't let's just say because of the way he he left it's not like oh man they have to get rid of this guy that's a big difference there and now I can't remember how Malarkey left and that's why I'm not even addressing him I believe he was went to Buffalo yeah. I think he got hired as, as the head coach yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was another one. He he had he would I would say has the next smallest butt, if you know what I mean. So okay, yeah. can I jump in real quick? Since <laughs> this is this is uh, a bye week, and I could probably go off on a little tangent on something Dave said. I ran into a healthcare professional about three four weeks ago in the town that we all live in, that is a uh, is a family member of Russ, and said that when I mentioned that what I do for behind the steel curtain. She's like, yeah, I, I don't have much for the Steelers anymore because they, she claims that they called him the day before and said, it's yours. We'll let you, you can tell family and then we'll talk about it later. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably announce it. And then they, they came up with the Tomlin thing. That's what is being claimed from them. I don't know for a fact, but that was an interesting story that I just heard. Did him dirty. I'm going to go with Haley in this one based on the fact that uh, 
it was exciting. It, sometimes it was tumultuous, but it was exciting. Uh, they put up a lot of points in that offense. And I, the, I, I, I second would be Wizenhunt because of the trickeration that you brought up, Brian. I loved how he would throw trick plays. I've been calling for more trick plays. They just never happened. Okay, next question. Favorite non-Bradshaw Roethlisberger Steelers quarterback? And this could be backups as well. So who's your favorite Steelers quarterback that's not Bradshaw? And it could be for any reason. Dave, I'm going to start with you this time. Okay. I'm honestly, and and yet it's it's going to be because you, I like, you liked him more for something else. But I'm probably going to go with Cordell Stewart. Oh, Slash. Now, now there's yeah. a difference. Is it Slash or is it Cordell? Because Slash, no, it's slash. Special. It's slash. It's Slash. Just slash was special. Things were, <laughs> there was so special because you know when he was out there, he was still bringing that quarterback element of it so much when he was slashing it up. So it just made it fun and exciting to watch. And then therefore I, I wanted, you wanted, I wanted to see him succeed as a quarterback. Cause I, even when he was playing receiver, I always thought of him as a quarterback. I slash was the best. And I'll never forget my dad's best friend, but he worked with named his dog slash. And then he <laughs> just hated it after Cordell became the quarterback and then just sucked. <laughs> no, just, Maybe after Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I named my dog Kutch, and then Andrew McCutcheon doesn't play for the Pirates anymore, so there you go. Um, shame on me for naming him after a Pirate, but they were really good back then. Brian, what about your favorite non-Bradshaw or Ben quarterback? Walter. Bubby entertained oh me. Gosh, there were some days really? with Bubby. Yeah. Now, because he was a starter, I didn't want to go with I didn't want to go with a backup. And there's but if I do go with a backup, I would go with one that well, would surprise everyone. Let's do backups. Well, let's do backups we'll seven. Okay. okay. We'll Jeff, backups and Jeff, you only have one answer. Or I'm, or I'm walking off of this. What are you talking about? I only have one answer. For you have backups? one answer. And it, no, for the for your favorite non-Bradshaw Roethlisberger quarterback Why? if you get it wrong i'm done why just just go give your answer if you think i'm saying neil o'donnell that's brian's no, thing that's brian's answer that's what i expected <laughs> from brian i'm gonna say i was i mean maybe this isn't the answer you expected there was something magical about tommy maddox that i love oh Tom i would have said tommy i have no problem with well, that what, what did you expect Good you words, jeff huh mr shiner that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Steiner. He was great. He's legend in his own mind. But no, in your mind. I also that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I will say this that uh I wasn't alive for Dick Shiner. Yeah. Tommy Maddox was I <laughs> the Tommy Gun era. I was early college, and I don't know what it was that captured me about that guy and that offense with Plexico Burris. And it was probably so much about the venue, too. I used to go to a fraternity brother's house. His mom was an, a, an insane Steeler fan. She would listen to Myron Cope and Bill Hogrove on her headset, and she would sit like this, and it would be ahead of the, the TV. And so all of a sudden, if something happened, we would yell at her if she kind of did anything. So if something happened, she'd go, oh, 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 and like this with her ears. And we knew something was going to happen. That was the Tommy Gun. Those were the Tommy Gun years. I'll never forget the tie against Atlanta with Michael Vick at Heinz Field. Like that was incredible. And the fact that Plexico caught that Hail Mary pass and just 
the ball wasn't, wasn't in the end zone. <laughs> it was just that there was that game, the Cleveland, the, the uh, 2002 uh, wild card game in Cleveland with Chris Fumatu Mafala with the draw play. They, those were some magical seasons for me. Now it all ended poorly in 2003. Don't get me wrong, but I just, the Tommy Gunn era, this guy came out of nowhere. He was an insurance salesman and he unseats Cordell Stewart. And it, I don't know. It was magical. I, I don't know, but that's his point. Sorry. I didn't say Dick Shiner. <laughs> I was gonna say that, that's, that was that was crazy. If we're, um, doing, if we're doing running backs, you know who I'm taking. Well, you yeah, there you go. Yep, <laughs> yep. So oh, I'm trying. You 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 said something in there that triggered a memory, and now it's gone. I'm, I, it was a great question for you, but now I don't remember what it was. Was it the Atlanta game? The no, tie? it was something. It was something I think before that. So all right. Um, never mind. It's so, all right. well, let's, let's also, let's go into the backup quarterbacks. Who's your favorite backup quarterback? And let's say that it had to be someone that's actually led the Steelers to a win. So we'll throw in that caveat. Now, most of them have, I don't know. Here's a question. I know one's going to say this guy. Did Brian St. Pierre ever lead the Steelers to a win? I don't think he ever started a game. Yeah, I I think well, no, he I don't think he started, but he ended the game when Ben got hurt, I believe. Um in he got hurt in the uh the season finale against Buffalo or they they pulled Ben out against Buffalo and where you know Willie Parker went nuts, James Harrison went nuts in the game. I think he played, but I don't think he gets credit for the win. Okay. Anyway, whoa, 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 whoa. No, Brian St. Pierre, you've you've no, you've you've got to look at these stats for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He appeared in one game. Oh is that he it? Had one one passing attempt, which fell incomplete, and has a has a had a so he has a rating of a thirty nine point six. Okay. So. Is that uh, his PFF score? Yeah, he does have one. I didn't, I didn't look at PFF. It's PFR. Um, he does have one career start um, in his one game in 2010 for the Carolina Panthers. He is 0 1. So does that make him for the Steelers Archie Moonlight Graham? Yeah, Archibald there you go. Moonlight Graham. What's this guy's deal? He winked at me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite backup, sorry, that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> favorite backup quarterback, Steelers, Dave, go. It's everybody's favorite. It's Charlie Batch. Okay, no, well, well, it's like, a, it's like, oh, well, let's do Super Tech Mobile. We used to have the no Niners rule. Mm-hmm. Back when I played Super Tech, we couldn't be the Niners. They were too good. Be someone else. So yeah. we'll do the no Batch rule, other than nope. Charlie Batch. No, no Batch rule. Um, Oh my goodness! Now I got to think of. Well, of, Brian of is. Go ahead and go. Dave go ahead, Brian. Go. I'll come back because I don't love him on the same level. I wasn't taking Charlie Batch. I was going with Mike Tomzak. Mm-hmm. He was really? one of my favorite backup quarterbacks for that team, and he would come in a good bit and and really do some uh, positive things. I remember that oh that ninety four season where he had to come in and win a few games in the. In the middle, like against the Raiders, I believe, and the Dolphins. I mean, he was pretty good. All right, Dave, do you think one yet? Um, it's funny because you say they 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 had to have won a game, so the, the, I'm worried that I'm thinking of someone that actually didn't win a do game. Do you want me to say mine? Um, 
Yes, yeah, say yours because I have one because I'm looking up to see if he won a game and he didn't. So I'm Go thinking ahead. of the Roethlisberger era predominantly. I've always yeah. liked Dennis Dixon. I was going to say always like Dennis Dixon was the quarterback. Remember he won that game, I believe, in Tennessee. And then I think mm-hmm. he might have led him to victory over Atlanta as well. Um, that was that four game stretch when Ben was suspended. But that was Batch and Dixon, wasn't it, Brian? Or I, he started the opener against Atlanta. Yeah. And I, know he, I know he that, got that hurt that during that overtime. stretch. But I always like Dennis Dixon. He was talented. Dave? See, I was going to go think a little bit outside the box and still go to the Ben Roethlisberger area and go with go with Byron Leftwich because I like, you know, just that he was there. I love him as a coach. Yeah. But the problem is he, he, didn't, he, he didn't win a game. He didn't win a game. Devlin so Duck therefore, Hodges? No, no. What's that? <laughs> Devlin Duck Hodges? He won games. Oh, no, no, no. Then you've got to go with, with the greatest backup in Steelers history outside of Charlie Batch, which is one Landry Jones. <laughs> you mean Landry Jones, the one that got the win against Cleveland where he got injured on the first? Series? How brilliant is that as a backup quarterback? You come in and you start in place of Ben Roethlisberger and you go up. Was it the first drive? It was the first quarter. Was it the first drive? I even think it was the first drive. I can't remember. And goes down. Ben comes in, wins the game. One career. There's a career victory for one Landry Jones. But there yeah. You go. There you go. <laughs> Thing about right. Landry is he man, he could come in off the bench and be awesome. But mm-hmm. when he started, look yeah. out. <laughs> well, wait a second. Landry Jones came off the bench one time that I can remember and was awesome. And that was when they beat the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yeah. Other but than I, that, when I, did he ever sister come in was and, at that game? I think another come in and light the world on fire. I think another time he came in and oh, actually, you know, he he started. I'm sorry. He started the game against nope. Cleveland, and we. I got another it. one. I was there. That when Antonio Brown set the the world ablaze with, well, not literally, and other did a really good job receiving the football. I should say it that way um, against against the Raiders at Heinz Field. Mm. Oh, that's Landry right. had to come in at the end of that game, You're and right. it was like, oh my goodness, it's time. They're good. After all this, they're going to lose, and he hits and he hits a, a B on a short pass, and he breaks for a long way. So, and they kick the field going to win. All right. Well, we're getting down to crunch time. Dave, yeah. you have trivia. Brian, do you have trivia tonight? I do not. I, right. I have I have a trivia. And yeah. I, I love this trivia. And you're going to love it when you hear the answer. But I, I hope the question makes sense. You're going to be like, oh, Dave, what are you doing? But the Steelers are, are a team that we talk about a lot of different things with them. And they have different streaks. You know, last year they had the big winning streak. And then they had the sack streak and everything else. There was another streak that the Steelers had that they ended last season on their last six games of 2020. They had another streak going on. Now, when they started this season, they broke that streak in week one, but they've been on the same streak ever since. So they had a six game streak of this last year to finish the season. And they're currently on a five game streak of the same thing right now. Any idea what streak I'm talking about? I was going to think the turnover streak, but that was longer than six games. That was a lot longer than six games. Um, Brian, any guesses? It wasn't, uh, it's not going to be the, uh, the scoring in the, uh, the first quarter. I mean, the not scoring in the first drive. So no, I don't have any ideas. It's this is the bye week guys. You got to think outside the box. And I'll, I'll, I can even give you a hint. 
you, they technically now have, even though it's only been five games, it's now a streak of six. They haven't. The they haven't won a coin toss since we. That won. they haven't <laughs> won a coin toss, and that includes and overtime. Football reference: They didn't win the coin toss the last, starting with the Washington game last year, the game which is their first loss. They did not win a coin toss from that point to the end of the season. So look at what the Steelers have done recently when they've won the coin toss. It's insane. They won the coin toss against Buffalo, beat Buffalo. Every time they won it in 2020, I got to go back and see how many times that was. They won all those games because it was during the win streak. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that coin toss has kind of needed something for the Steelers. Yeah. Remember when they used to win the toss and say we want the ball to get a lead? That was fun. <laughs> now now you're like let them win the toss so they can defer please 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 but if they're going to waste that opening drive so all right let's do some final thoughts on this bye week podcast brian go ahead i hate the bye week but i know how valuable it is and we talked about you know having fun and enjoying what you do when you, uh, gosh, I'm all choked up because I'm, I'm really thinking about, uh, how much I love Bubby Brister, but, um, <laughs> with, with that being said, you know, just, you know what, you're almost through it. You are almost through it, but stick with us here at BTSC as we help you get, get through it. Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts. And we'll get the super chat up here. <sighs> My final thoughts are we didn't like where the bye week stood when we got the schedule, meaning us fans, us B- BTC, B- BTC, BTSCers, okay, <laughs> Florida Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that uh, that we didn't like that that where it fell. It actually now seems like this is a good time. This is a good time with maybe getting back some, you know, Zach Banners, Anthony McFarland's, you know, who knows when the when the process will ever get started with Stefan to it. People keep asking. We don't know, and nobody is saying. Okay. But with some guys, you know, especially all these groin injuries, um, it's it's a good time for all of this to, to come together and just Take advantage. Uh, you want the Steelers to take advantage of this and get healed up and come back and hit the ground running after getting two wins. I mean, to me, it's just it's just building more anticipation for when they finally get to take the field again. There you go. Thanks, Mean Joe gave us five dollars. Thanks, Mean Joe. Um, <laughs> who, <laughs> he said, "Who's your favorite running back? Not named Harris, Bettis, or Bell." I know mine. I'm going to say mine first. I've said it a million times. I feel like the 1994 season was a season that really captured me as a Steeler fan. I was 11 years old. I would watch the games with my dad, but it was the 94 season that I was like hooked, like hook, line, and sinker. And it was Barry Foster. Number 29, I wore 29 in middle school in seventh grade. I remember when I played football, I loved Barry Foster. He was, wasn't there in 95. Everyone forgets that, that he was just, he had a heck of a season. Also a ton of touches, by the way, look up those numbers. That's insane. But that's mine. Brian, what about you? Well, no, I know you wore 29 for Chidi Awoma. Um, but <laughs> this is, I'm going to actually speak for another BTSC here because we share this because we're the same age. Tony Defio and I will both say Frank Pollard. I loved watching Frank Pollard. So when you love the 1994 season, I love the 1984 season. Yeah, that, one. yeah, and I get it. And I was I was 12, <laughs> and it was it was a special season. 
it, it really was. This was a nine and seven team that was the youngest team in the one of the youngest teams in the league. And they looked horrible at times and they looked brilliant at times. They had that game when they when they beat San Francisco, but they had that game when they beat beat Denver in the playoffs and went to the AFC championship game. And the guy that keep going back to that was so good that never th- had a thousand yards. One time he had 993 and it was Frank Pollard. And that guy was just one of the best for that team that you just don't know that much about. And here's a guy that in 1976 won a state championship for his track team in Texas on his own. There you go. Little uh, little known fact. Good answer. Dave, what about you for, about the running what, back? What was the question? Okay, Favorite running, running back. back, not named Bettis or uh, what was the other one? Bettis, Harris, uh, or Not Bell. named Harris, Bettis, or Bell. Okay, I assume they mean both Harris's. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to surprise. You know, honorable mention has to go out to Fast Billy Parker just for what he did. That's WP. But really, if I want to go back, I want to go back to to like my high school days and everything, and thinking there was just something you had to love about one Bam Morris. The drugs. I mean, it was only two seasons. <laughs> it, was, it was only two seasons when he was with Pittsburgh. But when he was there and when he was playing, that was that it was it just the time of my life and everything. Um, I guess he was really having the time of his life. Um, that 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 was just something that was kind of while it lasted. There you go. All right, folks. Thanks for the question, and we'll see you all next week as we actually preview a game. Thanks for hanging with Yay. us on this weird and random uh, show. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Oh, how it rips me, but makes me live for tomorrow. Rips me oh, how it rips me, but makes me live for Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.